This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Have you been to the new tap room yet? It's amazing. Well, if podcast episodes were the number of throws in the martial art judo, you'd know this has to be episode 67 of The Harmonious Gentleman. I'm Chris. I'm Graham. And I'm Tyler. Apparently, there are 67 different ways to throw a person. And That's ju- it? Judo, <laughs> judo nailed them all. I can think of one. Hip? Yeah. Yeah. That was stick, the one I got. Stick your hip into their gut, roll forward, grab an arm. Kind of like Ryu in Street Fighter? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I had in mind, but... Mm-hmm. There are 66 other ways to throw okay. a person. Tyler, how many do you know? Well, I know the one where you just pick them up, hold them right above your head, <laughs> yeah. like straight up above, yeah, like a shoulder press, the and then <laughs> yeah. slam them down on the ground. That's my favorite. Thanks, Chris. Welcome to the show, everyone. Mm-hmm. What a great month, I will say. One of the most exciting months for a podcast ever. Why is that? Would you say this is peak Harmonious Gentleman? Right now in this moment? Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. all we ever wanted, was a burger named after us at Cilantro and Chive. Yeah. And it's been out for two weeks now. What do you guys think? Well, I've had, well, we'll yeah. be, let's be honest. How, how so we're recording this on April there? 1st, and this is coming out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I will have had at least 14 burgers <laughs> by the time this is Good this call. one's out. Yeah. yeah. And they are all great. Yeah. And all honestly, we did preview it already. So we do know what's coming. Yeah, yeah we've exciting. tasted it. So if you've had it, let us know. We'd love you to interact with us a little bit and let us know. Shanna's comment was she got like the leftovers warmed up the next day and she said it was still the best burger I've mm-hmm. ever eaten. Wow. If you're wow. listening to this podcast because you learned about it from Cilantro, you should send us an email Yeah, or hit us up on social media. Let us know. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be really cool. Welcome mm-hmm. to new listeners. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to old listeners. Yeah. Just thanks for being here, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Just prepare yourself for a real doozy of an episode. Uh, yeah. And speaking of, we should thank our our guest from last time, Rob yeah. Volpe. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about empathy um, in his book. I think we learned a little bit. We're going to maybe ask good questions. Mm-hmm. We're going to put aside our judgment Yeah, more so than we've ever done. Were you impressed? This is kind of a leading question. I was <laughs> impressed. I'll just say it this way. With how much he knew about us coming into the episode. Like in some of the questions he asked and things he said. It's like mm-hmm. he took some time to be our guest. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And Tyler, you took some time to read his book, which is really cool too. Yeah. Before I was trying to... Which also impressed him. Yes. I, he, <laughs> he, one thing he said, and this, this isn't like a, you know, like just asking someone, tell me more about that. I used that. I used that exact question. Yeah. Uh, and it was really good, actually. I used it a few times in the same conversation. Tell me more about that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Like a probably the biggest takeaway I'd say from that episode, like, and it's the title of the book, Mm -hmm. but you should still read the book. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's the, that's the one. And it feels good when you do it. Like you're like, Oh man, I just made a good empathetic move. Yeah. I just, not the first time we've had an author on the show. So we do have kind of a growing harmonious gentleman bookshelf, Mm -hmm. which is kind of neat. Very neat. Yeah. I plan to have them all on the shelf. Um, speaking of shelves, um, get some emails sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The shelf is getting crowded. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone, uh, any emails we should read tonight, Tyler? Yeah, I'd like to read one. Um, well, first I'll mention one uh, from some young fellas. Oh man, I don't know if we should name them. I didn't Just ask for call the them young fellas. That's cool. But some young fellas who want to start their own podcast. And yeah, they just re- reached out and they said, hey, 
you give us some advice. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. I like those kinds of questions because we've just learned as we've gone and it's been a really, really fun process. So yeah, it was too bad. We couldn't give them any advice, but no. neat that they reached out. <laughs> yeah. said, so deal with it yourself. Yeah. So when we know the name of the podcast, we'll give them a shout out maybe oh, later. Oh, for sure. Once yeah. it's up and running. Yeah. Um, but I would like to read one from uh, from our listener, CJ. And uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll start by reading it and then I may paraphrase a little bit, but it says, hello, I wanted to say I really liked this episode. And they were referring to the episode with, with Cody Kryle about purity culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could tell that I had a lot of the same thoughts and had kind of the same experience with purity culture as Cody. Personally, I am aromantic, asexual, meaning I don't want to have a romantic or sexual partner. And while I know that's not because of the church, I also realized while listening to this that the church did kind of heighten my fear of sex because I had been taught to stay abstinent because we should fear sex slash having kids at a young age. Again, I know for a fact that I'm not aromantic, asexual because of the church, but this episode just made me think about what I was taught and how that changed me. It was very interesting, and I again, and again, I really liked the episode. Thank you for your time. And I just, yeah, I thought it's awesome. Thanks, CJ, for, for sending that to us, like, and just sharing a little bit about your own, yeah, your own story and experience with the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I was most impressed with how they were still kind of open to dialogue about their faith. Um, kind of despite mm. the experience. And so that's cool. So thanks CJ. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Probably a couple of episodes ago now, M Gunter had sent us um, an e- a couple emails about songs that make her cry. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned songs that make you cry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then they responded. Oh, okay. This listener responded with a list of like 20 songs that they made them cry. So I added the, all those songs oh. to my uh, playlist and I just wanted to give a shout out to him. Wow. Just thank you because they're all just bang wow. on. We should link awesome. to that playlist in, on Instagram or something. Yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Did it, and did it work for you? Oh, they're all like total tearjerkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Right. So I want to hear those. Good now. advice. Em. Yeah. We'll listen on the way home tonight on the drive. Okay. Um, hey fellas, we're going to switch things up for the first time in our 67 episode history. Whoa. We're going to start the episode with confessions tonight and we'll end with recommendations. We've never done this before. Feel a little uncomfortable. I'm already feeling weird about it, but it's, it's a train is left. We're doing it. Okay. And the okay. reason will become obvious when we finish. You ready? Yep. No. <laughs> Back in 2003, 2004, maybe 2005, I don't know exactly what year it was, I was watching, uh, I think, I think YouTube videos. And this was a, you know, pre-Google buyout of YouTube back in the day. And I remember watching uh, a documentary, quote unquote, called Loose Change. Have you guys ever heard of Loose Change? You're quote unquoting the documentary? Well, the fact that if it even counts as a documentary in retrospect, but at the time it was in my mind. And uh, my confession is that I watched this movie, this film, and it was all about the 9-11 attack, and it was all about the conspiracy theory that the U.S. was complicit or even perpetrated the attack themselves in order to justify their wars and whatever else. And the movie had all kinds of things about, um, you know, the jet fuel burning hot enough to bend the steel and various, you know, 
there was rockets that hit the buildings and not planes. And what about the thermite? Thermite. There was building seven that just sort of collapsed and all these different things. And I remember just sitting there in the dark in my dorm room and just thinking like, what am I seeing here? Like my yeah. eyes are being opened yeah. and I'm seeing something I'm not supposed to see. And I was thoroughly convinced after watching that, that it was a giant conspiracy hmm. and I, I, it's all I needed to see. And I was convinced. And I guess my confession is that I look back on that and I'm just sort of embarrassed that, um, Number one, I just bought it hook, line, and sinker. I didn't even really think about it. But I also didn't even think to even peer into the other side, perhaps, maybe an argument against those arguments or maybe another point of view. Like, mm-hmm. I just bought in all together. Mm-hmm. And um, I think about that now and and I and the way I think about conspiracies, which is what we're going to talk about tonight. But I'm a little embarrassed that, that I was completely all in on that. So that's my confession that I was I watched Loose Change and without even considering another point of view, I was all in. Yeah. Was it like, was the internet at a stage where it's like you actually believed you had stumbled across something that like the authorities must not have seen this? Like you've found the the truth and just no one's aware of it or? I don't think that was it. No, maybe. But I mean, I've been around for quite a while already. So I think, I don't think that was it. I think it was just, Yeah. I mean, YouTube was different back then, right? Like the sense of discovery was different. There were an algorithm. Yeah. It wasn't the same thing. Like you would have to find things. And so maybe maybe that was part of it. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. But I just remember being almost excited by the information. Yeah. Like I couldn't wait to share it. So how long did that last? Like you believing that what changed your mind? Maybe that's something we go into later, but. Sure. I, I Honestly, I don't know how long it lasted because I think I maybe stopped thinking about it for a few years off and on. And then I remember just at one point, I think I stumbled across something, a friend or something where that, that uh, jet fuel burning example came up and it was like, actually what happened is possible. And here's a model as to how it can happen. And then it was like, oh, and then that maybe kind of go back into it and realize like, well, the whole thing's kind of debunked. Um, yeah. Not saying there's anything, you know, the, the whole event, whenever something so catastrophic and so out of the ordinary happens, you're going to be searching for answers. And um, it led me there. But hmm. have you guys ever had something like that? Well, this might've been around the same time, close <laughs> to the same time that you watched that that documentary. I watched a documentary called The Matrix and starring <laughs> Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and uh, in this film, we are like, as humans, we are fuel cells for AI that has, is controlling, has overcome us. Okay. And like, we're, we're plugged into this machine and the world as we know it is all a simulation just keeping our bodies, our minds occupied while our bodies are being um, harvested used, for yeah, harvested for harvested for energy for the AI robots. So I saw that, and like you, Graham, I was like, I've seen the truth. <laughs> I, I've stumbled upon something here, and I I thought about. Are you it. making fun uh, of me, Tyler? Are you? <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> yeah, it's that I. I did not believe that we were living in the matrix, but I did think a lot about that scenario and probably creeped. I was, I would have been in high school. I remember just sitting out like in the hot tub late at night, just looking up at the the stars and imagining these scenarios where like, just what if, Mm -hmm. like, what if this is all a scenario? What if we are some experiment or we are, what if this isn't real? So Mm. I don't really have a good, like in retrospect, I believed in a conspiracy or, or anything but that'd be the closest I came mm-hmm. I, I, that I can think of right now on the spot. But yeah. um, 
I still kind of like imagining the possibilities or at least just thinking through like how possible is it that this is all hmm. that we're living in the matrix. Yeah. Chris, do you have a, yeah, mine also was tied to a, a movie interestingly, but it kind of had the reverse effect where I was almost re like I came out of a conspiracy because of it. So for a number of years, I, kind of bought into the conspiracy of the moon landing hoax Mm -hmm. had read something. I can't remember where I first read it, but that there was a number of things about the moon landing in 69 that were like kind of fishy, like shadows the way they shouldn't be. You can't see the stars in some of the photos. The flag doesn't, it waves, but there's no air. Some of the rocks look like they're labeled, like they're on a soundstage in a, like a movie set kind of. And so I was like, yeah, this probably never happened. And mm-hmm. I bought into that for quite a while. And then, um, I was leading a group of students, um, on a trip to Florida and we were at the Kennedy space center and I was listening. It, I was at an IMAX movie and it's a Tom Hanks narrated movie. It's something about walking on the moon. I forget the exact title. And I, it's basically just about like an IMAX movie about the Apollo astronauts yeah. and you know what they did. And, I started to cry during the film. I feel like I talk about crying a lot during this podcast, but it was just like, I was totally overcome with like a need to repent of believing in this complete crap hoax because Hmm. clearly people had been there and I was like dishonoring what they did by believing in something that wasn't true. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of just overcome with like, how could I have bought into that? Mm -hmm. Um, So the movie unlike your scenario where it was like, you believe what you were seeing, right? <laughs> yeah. It was like, it almost resensitized me. Do you know what that was called? I think I saw, I mean, I mean I've mean, i watched this recently. It's something about a walk on the moon. Mm. I forget the title, but okay. you know, and it's nothing like epically, it was cool and it had f- footage of what the astronauts did, but it was just that it's so clearly the truth. How could I not believe it? You know, how could you not believe it? Hmm. Good conspiracy theory, that one. Popular one. Yeah, it's a popular one. Yeah. And for a long time, I thought it had a lot of teeth yeah. to it. I just looked it up. That movie I talked about was 2000, I think, five or seven even. A bit later than I thought. But it's been revised many times since. Still around? Yeah, 2017, I think, was the last revision it, it made. Oh, wow. And there's so, that's what it's still about? Or uh, is there more to not, it? I'm not sure. Yeah. If it's tweaked over the years. Guys, let's delve into conspiracy theories. Yeah. What do you think? Mm-hmm. We should define a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Okay. Guys, here is my definition for conspiracy theory. All right. That I'm reading off someone else's definition (laughs) you guys a conspiracy theory is a theory that explains an event or set of circumstances as a result of a secret plot by usually powerful conspirators right also a theory asserting that a secret of great importance is being kept from the public Mm -hmm. so there's some element of cover-up yeah are you guys surprised that in 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 both those uh, definitions it's sort of like yeah there is a cover-up by powerful individuals it's the powerful part yeah Right. Mm-hmm. So somebody with money or power is 
wants us to believe something else, an alternative version of the truth. Right. And it usually involves like, I figured out that the actual truth is. Right. Yeah. Do, where do conspiracies come from? Like, is it when I hear the the powerful person is because people don't like the, the narrative, the, the popular narrative. So someone comes up with a, alternate explanation and they need a scapegoat so it's got to be someone powerful enough to yeah like to me that's where they come from it's like somebody doesn't like the narrative so they need a story to explain why that's not true well in another definition i read sometimes the conspiracy itself is perpetrated by the conspirator like they're also throwing out the alternative version so that Mm. certain people will believe it to prevent what they're actually doing. Like, yeah. Like it, it's believable to me that powerful people are manipulating us. And like, mm-hmm. um, we are being, we are being told things that are not fully true or we are misled or we are, or we only know part of the story. Yeah. Like that, that all makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So is, does a conspiracy theory just come from like trying to fill in the gaps? Like when you don't know it all and you're trying to create an explanation for something? Well, I almost think like we can talk about examples, but the most that I can think of examples are like extraordinary events that that people are trying to wrap their heads around. Moon landings and 9-11. Like there's just things that are not of the ordinary and the official narrative is not enough. It must be something deeper because this is just so incredible. Mm-hmm. I guess that's not always the case, but that's where my mind goes. But it, 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 they often come around like a famous person's death or a disappearance or, mm-hmm. yeah. But is part of it just making it more exciting? Like like the the narrative isn't exciting enough, so let's make up one that stirs the pot or... Well, yeah, but like moon landing is pretty freaking exciting. Like, but, <laughs> yeah. but for like the a, a tiny percentage of people, it, maybe it's not. It's like... Like who starts the conspiracy? Like that. Yeah, like that's is, a good is the person is the person who starts it. Someone in my mind, I'm imagining some just troublemaker who just like wants to mm-hmm. just cause cause problems. Like so, I'm just going to throw this theory out there, and I know people are going to believe it because yeah. it's out there and it's wild and it's more exciting. It's more clickbait or whatever. So, but I don't know if that's. I also don't think that's really true. Mm. <laughs> well, it has to be true on some level. Like, it has to come from somewhere. Well, does it come from a troublemaker who's trying to mislead, or does it come from a person who truly believes the yeah the th- alternate story? I think there's people who start these things that serve there. It serves them, maybe. Like, I think like of an Alex Jones. And if you guys know who Alex Jones is, he's just a Infowars. He's a conspiracy kind of guy. He's kind of a lunatic, in my opinion. And the thing is, he's like the more he, the more outrageous crap that he says, the more he, crap he can sell. Like it's so the, the, there's a there's a brand there. It's like I'm going to incite this fervor. And, and what's I'm gonna he selling? Just airtime. Go to like, his website. He's selling supplements and hair oh. growth and muscle builders and pills huh. and oils and all kinds of snake okay. oil garbage to make you, you know fight back against the chemtrails or whatever it is like he'd be an example of a snake oil salesman but, who uses those to his advantage but did he start the 
conspiracy. He's capitalizing on them. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. But point. like, who? <laughs> yeah, who came up with? Maybe the there's idea. no. We can't answer this question here, so I should stop asking it. But. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, they're all. I think every conspiracy theory is different. I think some of them come from a place that is genuinely, you know, JFK assassination. Like it's a genuine fascination and wondering about what happened. It's a real mystery, in some ways. But then the flip side of that is like a flat Earth, where I just can't imagine what would compel you to look around and and be concerned. Uh, what? Why do you guys think people are attracted to these? Like, why do you think Chris and I initially that little, you know, interest, bit of interest. Where does that come from? I think it feels good to be like on the inside. Like like when you have that little feeling of, oh, I'm onto something here. And not it and I'm one of the few, the select few who who get it. Like yeah. I think that feels good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And I also there's part of me that likes to be tricked. Like <laughs> I like going to a magic show and not knowing how the guy does his illusions. I don't believe that he's actually doing magic, but I it's like I can get excited about the fact that he tricked me. And I wonder if the combination of being on the inside and also kind of like being like being tricked is mm. like there's a psychological thing that's going on in my mind. I don't know. That's I don't want to be duped, but I don't mind being. You don't, you don't mind your, your belief being suspended like. Yeah. Like there's more to this that we don't know. And right. that's I, kind I of feel exciting. Like- I agree with that. Like I would be the same where I like not understanding something like a, like a magic trick, but I feel like a conspiracy conspiracy theory is like the opposite yeah. where it's like, yeah. okay, uh, this magician just did something that I can't comprehend. I can't explain it. So I'm going to come up with just an, an elaborate explanation yeah. of how they could have done it. Right. Someone was actually behind it. Someone like, I agree. I just think somehow those things are connected. I don't, maybe I, yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying that it's like, those seem like opposites, but in my mind, somehow those things mesh together that hmm. it's like, we like being fooled and we'd like not knowing everything, but we also like making up our own definitions for something when we don't understand it. One angle that I think about, is the idea in the definition it talked about these powerful people that have this much control. And it's almost like if you're searching for order in your life, like if you feel like you don't have power or you feel like you're getting the short end of the stick or you're frustrated with something in your life, that it's maybe it makes sense to project that onto a, a power that you can't, uh, you can't battle. Like yeah. you, you just not, it's not your fault. Yeah. You had no chance. It's the lizard people or the right. Illuminati. Like it's like, Illuminati. it's like I never or had the a Freemasons or the Mormons or whatever. And in a way, maybe it's cynical for me to say this, but it almost like takes the onus off you mm. to have to figure your stuff out because it's not your fault that the lizard people, you know, have a dungeon under the Denver airport and they, <laughs> I like you know, that, that definite, uh, that explanation. But I also think that we're all, it's easy to sit here because we can say, well, people like to think that they know the truth. Well, so do we. Like we're sitting here thinking like, well, the moon landing happened. I like to know that I know the truth. You know, it's sure. the same phenomenon. Of course. Yeah. You know, I think what we're really getting at is like, <laughs> we've talked about in the podcast, like objective truth. So what is true? Who gets to decide? I I, th- I remember saying when I would see videos that were trying to prove something didn't happen or like some big controversial conspiracy thing. I remember talking to to friends or whatever and saying, if this were true, I would not be the one to be breaking the news to people. Like I, I maybe <laughs> yeah, like, right. like if yeah. this, like if this theory is actually true, 
like we would have heard about it long before. Like, I guess I just view my, I'm not the one who is responsible for delivering the truth. So I have like a low view of myself <laughs> in that, like, who, what, like I'm, well, I'm not going to be the first one to figure this like out. Like a youth pastor in Oklahoma figured out who the Antichrist was? Whoa! <laughs> like, crazy! Well, someone has to, right? Yeah, I know. It's just... <laughs> I, yeah, that's right. Like, there's part of the conspiracy theory. Like, I used to look them up. Like, what are the current conspiracy theories now that people are believing? Because mm-hmm. I'd kind of get a kick out of that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, and then maybe they're... Maybe this one will ring true for me. Like, oh, yeah, the Mothman, that's stupid. But, oh, have you heard about what they're doing in fluoridated water? Like, mm-hmm. you know, where parts of it will yeah. ring true. And maybe that's just how we are. Like, some things seem outlandish and other things seem more possible to us. And those could be different things for different people. But mm-hmm. so are there any conspiracy theories you like? Well. There's nothing like answering your own question. One of my favorite conspiracy theories is the Roswell incident, the crash landing of some kind of um, alien craft in New Mexico, where there is currently a Area 51, which is like a some kind of hangar or base for the United States military. And yeah, in the 50s, apparently some thing crashed there and there was a cover up and they recovered alien bodies and there's all kinds of stuff attached to it. The alien autopsy, the development of american technology kind of by mm-hmm. re-engineering things from the craft they found and i don't know it, it speaks to something like we're not alone in the universe that's america's superiority in terms of the air force could come from that like there's some explainable things and also some mysterious things i just always have kind of thought that was fascinating yeah a really great uh video essayist on youtube called the um internet historian just did an episode on area 51 I recommend it. It's a good, it's a good watch. Mm. Uh, my my favorite is a simple one. Have you guys heard of the new Coke conspiracy theory? No. So the idea is that uh, Coca Cola um, made a new product called New Coke. This is not a conspiracy. That's true. That happened. Yeah. When when is New Coke? You mentioned oh, this. One. I Shoot, would say 80s, like ni- maybe? yeah, 90s? Okay. late eighties. Okay. So early it's 90s. not like something current. No, no. we're but we're yeah. old. Um, but if you're a younger listener, uh, Coca Cola put out called the New Coke, and it was awful. Everyone hated it. Yeah. And soon after they got rid of it and brought back the Coca-Cola Classic, yeah. which is why they call it Coca-Cola Classic. Right. And the conspiracy theory goes is that, and there's variations on this, but I like the idea that they basically wanted to produce it cheaper. And so instead of using real sugar or cane sugar or whatever they're using, they wanted to replace it with corn syrup, but the switch over would be noticeable. So what they do is they make an inferior product on purpose uh-huh. with the intention of re-releasing it as Coke Classic which will be better by comparison, but we'll use cheaper ingredients like corn syrup instead. And if it was a conspiracy, it worked like a charm. That's a great example of one that could be totally believable. Mm-hmm. That's why I like it. It's kind of harmless. Yeah. It's kind of risky if they did something like that. It's kind of a ballsy move, you know, but um, there you go. Yeah. Like but even if they did, did do it. Yeah. Like, does it change anything? Like if it came out, like they did do that. It's fairly harmless. Like, yeah, like it's, it's still a powerful group of people who have influence yeah, lying. Yeah, yeah. It's a marketing scheme, right? It's, yeah, but it's it's uh, you know, it's not going to cause your family to have a huge fight over dinner, Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, well the, my favorite like. <laughs> conspiracy may cause some family rifts. Thanks. Um, as we all know, Walt Disney. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going with this right away. Like cry, cryogenically frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's what that's a theory. Mm-hmm. And then the film Frozen was created as a distraction and to manipulate the Google algorithms because people are getting too close to the truth. Like Walt Disney Frozen. <laughs> so they awesome. created the film. Yeah. Um, I love that. So that it would alter the algorithm. So now people are actually searching, whether they're searching a Disney movie, did he freeze himself or no, they're just looking up the film. So now the wow. film has overrode the, the algorithm. That would actually also explain the popularity of Vanilla Ice. <laughs> if you think about it that's a good one I've yeah, heard about I, I just the, think it's again it's like I, yeah it's just humorous to me and yeah. kind of harmless it's like but, but kind of like potentially believable too like <laughs> oh yeah. I could see like a powerful corporation making a movie to protect their historical <laughs> interests because <laughs> you have a list there yeah. of some sort of popular ones and I, I think when you read through these I'm, I'm going to be thinking about like we just sort of frame these ones as kind of harmless yeah but I'm going to be thinking about that term with these as well. And you might kind of go like, yeah, like in your mind, I bet you have some thoughts on what mm-hmm. are going to be on this list. So this is Live Science's list of the 13 biggest conspiracy theories. You guys ready? Always. And now I've got an ad, so I can't read my phone. Another conspiracy. They don't and want us they to don't know. want us talking about this. <laughs> okay, so the first is the 9-11 conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Princess Diana's murder. Yeah. So... um. Well, we can talk about the details of it later, but uh, Paul McCartney's death and replacement. Yes, in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, the faked moon landing, which we've talked about at length. Um, the Roswell incident. Mm-hmm. Priories of Zion, which is kind of this idea that a Jewish collection of people is controlling all world events. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of like Jewish-based... Uh, conspiracy theories. I read one about how the Jews planted dinosaur bones and fossils. Oh, Jews did that. Right. Uh, Chemtrails. So that idea being that planes are like exposing Mm -hmm. when you see the condensation in the air behind a plane, it's actually biological or chemical weapons being deployed for mind control or whatever, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Uh, Barack Obama's birtherism. Mm -hmm. Like he's not actually an American. Yeah. Um, that kind of happened, a, a smaller version of that happened for Canadians with Trudeau and, uh, potentially being the son of not Pierre Elliott, but actually Cuba's president. Yeah. <laughs> I somehow missed that one. I don't know. Oh, that one. I didn't, I didn't kind of funny. Um, the satanic panic. So in the eighties and nineties, this idea that, um, America was being overrun by Satanists who were kidnapping people, torturing and abusing people using rock music to brainwash teenagers wait that's a conspiracy (laughs) uh 5g network being Mm -hmm. like used to control us this one is interesting birds aren't real (laughs) so that's the like if that's the title of this conspiracy theory and that the birds aren't real conspiracy is a movement developed by a guy named peter mackendoe who started spreading the idea in 2017 And basically, he insists that birds aren't real, but rather they are surveillance drones made by the U.S. government. This organization, Birds Aren't Real, has a staff. It has organized real-life protests. It bought real-life billboards. It emblazoned vans with their claim. And the goal 
is to yeah convince people that words aren't real. You know, I want to be harmonious and empathetic. <laughs> yeah. So tell me more about that. Uh, can't you just do an autopsy on any bird? I mean, you ever had a yes. harmonious chicken burger sandwich from Sancho and Chive? The, there's other conspiracies like this where I, I just think the people who are getting into that van and like or working for that organization, like <laughs> getting into that, like they're, no, I like how you said that. <laughs> like they, they just want like they want friends. Like they want like a mm. club to belong to. They want like this is my thing. Yeah. Like I'm the birds aren't real guy. Like I I don't I don't and this is I mean I'm not being empathetic at all. Like I I think they are just doing like they don't even believe their own conspiracy. They just are yeah. They're like having I, fun with it's, it. It's yeah. yeah. And and there's other ones like where I, I I'm suspicious of that where it's like is this the, do you really believe that or is it like it's fun to be a part of this club that goes against the mainstream and gets a reaction and you get to argue with people all the time yeah and, do you think that's like that's a thread amongst most conspiracy theories that, that this like this like non-belief in it deep down but it's just fun it's fun yeah or it's 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 filling a uh, a hole that needs to be fit like a sense of belonging. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't belong with the Community. mainstream. So this is where, where I belong. But like, like birds aren't real like that. I'm sorry. We need a guest. Like a I'd guest. Go to, on. I'd go to a birds aren't <laughs> real like, rally. Catch a bird and like rip its head it's off. Not like it's not a hard, robot. Yeah. Like it's right. So, okay. Two more that we just to finish here, the JFK assassination. So the idea that the government was involved in killing the American government was involved in killing an American president. So kind of similar, I guess, to the nine 11 stuff yeah. where like the government's nefariously involved in changing what's actually sure. happening. Yeah. And then the last one on this list is subliminal advertising kind of as this catch all for the fact that you could be watching or listening to something and there are messages inside there that are either to sell products. That would be kind of like the, least of your worries that you're suddenly hungry when you're watching a movie or something right or that they're like actually trying to get you to do something specific or dangerous or deadly or malevolent by blind mind beer <laughs> exactly so many of them are rooted in a, a distrust yeah i guess it's like the definition said like a distrust in the government and the powers that you work that you live under like that's just what it is so many of them and there's some nefarious, see where, where you lose me is like, I'm okay with that in terms of like, you know, we're being manipulated in some ways. There's a system we're trying to fit into. You lose me with the, like the nefariousness of like chemtrails, like they're drug, you know. So like you could buy subliminal advertising, but not chemtrails. Sure. I mean, there's a, there's a line I think for me. And when it gets to the point where it's like, e even if it, even if it is potential for it to be true, I don't want to, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live in a world where I look up and I see chemtrails and I think I'm being poisoned. I just don't know how much, how my brain can handle that. Is there an element to this, like where just a simple little bit of knowledge of science or math or ideologies or whatever, like kind of pops the balloon of this? Like if you know that condensation happens at cool temperatures, mm -hmm. <laughs> like chemtrails don't, aren't scary anymore. Like the, or the steel beams in 9-11, like when I read that it was it kind of like shattered everything else it's like well hold on that's actually pretty reasonable yeah. or like we have satellite images of the lunar landing right. site yeah mythbusters did a good episode on the moon landing so is there a dark side of conspiracy theories like we've been kind of having fun here sharing our favorites yeah 
But is there a darker side? Heck yes. So the dark side of conspiracy theories, there, there is one. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've talked about the ones that, that are kind of goofy or kind of fun to even, like even it started with talking about the matrix where it's kind of just fun to think about the possibilities of these alternate truths and, or even the, why people believe in conspiracy theories in the first place is because it's fun. Like it's, it's nice to like join a group that <laughs> yeah. kind of stands alone and, fights the the crowd and the underdog story right like that's kind of the light view of it but um there's definitely in my mind um like a dark side to it as well where like they are and chris you actually use the uh, i'm gonna butcher i'm not gonna quote you directly but you use like the phrase dishonoring um the truth or dishonoring Mm -hmm. um people who've who've worked hard yeah that was quite profound it was very (laughs) very profound um it's uh, stuck with me for the last <laughs> for 20 like minutes. An hour. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think there's that dark side to it as well. Yeah. Do you guys have any like specific, like you guys know more, I think off the top of your head, you guys can think of lots of conspiracy theories. Are there any that have a, that cause harm or like, where should we go from here? There's a, in the news this week, there's been sort of court dates set up for, Alex Jones, I mentioned earlier, because he was sued. I think he was sued for defamation because after the Sandy Hook shooting, which were, I think there were kindergarten kids killed. Um, I don't remember exactly the circumstances, but basically there was a shooter at a school. Yeah, I think like 24 people died. It was horrific. Like it was one of the biggest, and and, and young kids especially. And um, Alex Jones was somebody who was perpetuating the idea of these crisis actors which is the term that they use where it's basically people who it's, it was fake. It was a faked event. So his claim is like the shooting didn't happen. The parents are all actors. These people are faking it to what? To make guns look bad so they can take away their guns, maybe restrictor gun laws, like as a pretext for stricter gun laws. This is actually what he claimed. This is actually what, and this guy has <laughs> millions of people who watch his a- stuff. Oh. Right. And so you talk about like, a, uh, and this is a conspiracy, right? That's what this would be. And you talk about a damaging conspiracy. I mean, can you imagine being a parent and losing, you know, I don't I can't, Your I can't child. imagine that, like going through that, but then having to deal with this guy, uh, it's kind of unfathomable. So you can get so swept up in a conspiracy mindset that you would actually go so far as to think that it makes more sense that there's a conspiracy that faked this than, than, than the fact that like, people can do crazy and terrible stuff sometimes. Well, and we have like a geographical connection to a story that would be a dangerous conspiracy. I think like there was a teacher in Eckville who uh, was teaching students that the Holocaust didn't actually happen or certainly not to the extent that textbooks would have you believe that. Wow. Really? Jews weren't Mm -hmm. murdered at the rate that people claim. And his, yeah, his name's Keekstra. It was a huge case across Canada and probably throughout North America too. Um, and lots of people came out of that school system believing that because that's what they were taught in social studies. And he ended up, I don't know if he went to prison, but he was certainly accused, I think, even of hate crime potentially. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that, you know, that's a bigger conspiracy that just has a local connection where 
a teacher is teaching those things and got away with it for a long time because people didn't know he was doing it. And then he mm-hmm. kind of got caught. And yeah, it's, it's hateful rhetoric. I'm talking about just pure disrespect and pure. That's just, you know, it makes me think of that story that there's, I don't know if there's a couple of states have banned certain books in recent news. And one of them was uh, the graphic novel Mouse. Yeah. Based on the Holocaust and like the importance of learning about, you know, you got, you got to, you got to learn about this stuff. You can't just forget it. It needs to be taught. Does that answer your question, Ty? (laughs) Well, yeah, we've definitely (laughs) talked about the, yeah, the, the dark side of it or the, the hurt that can come out of it with the, the Sandy Hook one, the thing that like for me, one thought that I've had a few times in talking about this throughout the episode was kind of like what makes a and good isn't the right word, but like an effective conspiracy right. theory. Yeah. I guess it would be one where there's like a, a grain of truth or like it needs, to, there needs to be a seed or like a reason why someone would create that narrative. Mm-hmm. And like the Sandy Hook one, like people love their guns, mm-hmm. you know, and like they want to protect their, their freedom to have guns. So that's the, that's the grain there. Like that's the, the impetus for creating it. Right. Where it's like, we need to create this narrative that allows us to protect our guns or the, but the Holocaust denier one, like, I don't know what the, and we don't need to talk too much more about that. But like, for me, that's, that's kind of the theme I'm trying to, when I'm thinking about these conspiracy theories, like there's some for me that just seem purely bad, purely evil. It's like, why would you even go down that path? And then there's other ones where I'm like, well, not that I identify at all with the gun thing or, or whatever the reasons are, but those ones where it's like, I can, I try, I kind of have empathy, I get, or I'm trying to have empathy mm-hmm. for why someone might believe that. One of you guys asked this question, maybe this will spur a little more conversation. I think between segments, someone said like, are you obligated to set someone straight or like if someone is uh, caught up in a sign that you believe to be a conspiracy theory, should you, how do you have a conversation with them or should you have a conversation with them? What's your, what's your responsibility? Well, and to me, it totally depends on the person, the relationship and what the conspiracy is. <laughs> you know, I had a student once that was talking about flat earth, believing in a, in a flat earth uh, conspiracy and I don't think that really deserves much discussion in terms of just the details of that conspiracy theory itself. But just I didn't know how to approach that with the student. Like as a teacher, I wanted to say, hey, look, that's um, that's nonsense. You know, like it, just so you know, it. I didn't say that. But I, I wondered, as especially as a science teacher, like I had a responsibility to at least present the case. But then I might have, fa- uh, you know, people in my family who believe other things that I think this is not even worth talking about. It's not going to help our relationship. I'm not even going to try. But then again, if I had somebody who I knew, you know, like the, like the Holocaust is a good example, I would really want to have those conversations until, <laughs> until I got somewhere. I'd have a hard time not trying to push. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're talking like we know the, the truth and we're encountering people who have an alternate version of the truth. Yeah. Um, okay. But I think... I'm trying to think about how they might view us. Like they view our version of the truth as the alternate version. Mm-hmm. So how, and I don't know what the, what the answer is or even what my question or direction of this, this is, but um, I think that's important to recognize. 
is that like if you are if you do know somebody who has a view that you think is a conspiracy theory they may be so in it that they think you are the one who needs to be convinced yeah right like and yeah our last episode we interviewed rob volpe and he talked about empathy and maybe a way to have empathy in a situation like this is to think that people don't want to be wrong or to believe things that aren't true in general i don't no. think they want to know the truth so um it's important to approach the conversations like this thinking that these people actually do believe it and maybe good questions would be like you know what evidence do you have that make that convinces you or in what way um is your version of the events like so overwhelming that you would think of it that way. And maybe, maybe it's not worth going there. That's, that's totally possible. Yeah. Yeah. I I think like you said, Graham before about like picking your spots or like knowing when maybe the most harmonious thing to do is just to not go there or to not talk (laughs) about it. Um, cause when we don't talk about a whole lot, isn't it? Like that's (laughs) just don't even try. Yeah. Let it be. Well, that's what Paul McCartney would have said, but (laughs) He's not even real. Who so. knows who actually said it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we should just let it be then. I'm okay with that. This segment is proudly supported by Cilantro and Chive. Serving up fresh, simple eats. Serving up fresh, simple recommendations from the Harmonious Gentleman. And now at the end of the podcast, we're going to recommend things, which is really throwing me off. Yeah. But... It's going to work great. Okay. Good talk tonight, guys. I'll be driving home thinking about aliens and cool conspiracies. Nice. Lizard people. Speaking of lizard people. Yeah. But not really. Uh, my recommendation for this evening is the book uh, Sapiens. I think we've talked about the sort of novel version of Sapiens, but I recently from the library got the um, graphic novel version of it. And it is just absolutely I think astoundingly good. Like, huh. like I'm going to go, I'm probably buying myself a copy to have on the shelf. It's just amazing. It's a very large book, beautiful art. Um, and it really condenses, which is quite, you know, fairly complex book. Like there's a lot going on in that book, scientific stuff, but it condenses it to the graphic novel form format really well. So I recommend it very highly. Sapiens graphic novel. Even if you've already read the book, like it, it's still totally worth it. Love the I, graphic novel genre. So good. I'm going to check it out. Really have, have you read the book, the yeah, novel yeah. version? Yeah. Cool. And this is almost kind of better in some ways. I, maybe not better, but it's surprising. I gave it a try. I thought, oh, we'll see. Yeah. I was skeptical. Um, it's really good. Yeah. I'm going to recommend a show. It is, I think, on Crave, but I didn't check to see. It's called Why the Last Man, and it is the letter Y, the last man. It's a show based on a graphic novel of the same name, which I think we've all read and we've probably recommended the graphic novels mm-hmm. before. Yeah. A really great series. So classic harmonious gentleman recommendation. I've only watched the first episode, um, <laughs> but the casting is great. The production value is amazing. The story, this is no spoiler. Um, everybody with a Y chromosome dies except for one character named Yorick. And he's got a little, uh, capuchin monkey and who's also male, everything else male on earth with a Y chromosome is dead. And we're not really sure why. Yeah. I don't know if we've actually, like, we may have recommended it, but if we haven't, I think the graphic novel is worth a recommendation as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So. Uh, it streams on FX Now Canada. 
I don't know how I saw it then. And, I don't or think you can I have buy that. it or download or anything else. So I don't think it's on one of the main ones right now. Well, I don't pirate things and I didn't pay for it. So somehow I saw it on. Maybe it's Disney Plus, actually. I can't really tell. Yeah, either way. Check it out. Right, why Check the last man? Um, I'm going to recommend Blind Man's new tap room. Yeah. You've maybe heard it in our uh, mm-hmm. kind of opening of the episodes recently um, that it's coming or that it's here. Um, it is definitely here now and it's beautiful. They also have a little taqueria mm-hmm. um, just before recording this episode. Actually, <laughs> we were there. We did for a pint okay. and uh, you can hear it on our snacks. Voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's uh, it is really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth checking out. So yeah. So do it. So do it. Do and it. one final reminder to please head to Cilantro and Chive in April in Lacombe yeah. and partake in the harmonious burger. Pretty important that $2 from every burger goes to the Red Deer Public School Step Up Fund to support students who may just need to step up mm-hmm. a handout. It's about equity for students. Yeah. Um, yeah, send us an email, harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com. Yeah. Chris usually does this part, but I think I got it right. You nailed it. Um, we're also on social media and in real life. We like talking to you guys in real life too. So, Would you rather get an Instagram message or a real life discussion about the mm. podcast? Real life. Tyler? Yeah, I think in real life. But <laughs> this part of the podcast is where we encourage people to interact with us online. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Either is no. appreciated. Yeah, it's very much appreciated. Reviews online too, but wherever you stream podcasts, any kind of review. Yeah. Cool. Stay tuned for some potentially cool guests. We've been really fortunate lately to have some amazing guests. I think we have a few more coming up potentially too. So I think the other thing you could do as uh, like a huge fan of the show is tell us who you'd like us to get, or maybe you have a line Mm -hmm. on a guest, like maybe you have a connection that you think we could, I don't want to use the word exploit, but (laughs) take advantage. But I'll use it. Exploit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get us Bret Hart, We're really after we will, we will give you a sticker and <laughs> and buy you a beer at the new tap room and a harmonious burger. I'll buy you two for Bret Hart. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Conspiracy theories done. Nailed it. They're all done. <laughs> we solved them all. Yeah. Yeah. Proven them all wrong. So moon landing legit, Chris? Legit. legit. Oh, yeah. I've believed it for 10 years now. Nice. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs>